Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert advice columnist and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com. I'm on my own again today because my partner in grime, Dave Lozo, ran off with my dad. No, he didn't really run off with my dad. I fired him. Haha, just kidding, he didn't fire me there. Uh, Dave, for some reason, got it in his mind that I had a guest coming in this week that he didn't need to be here for, and so he made other plans. And then he texted me, and he was like, um, I kind of made up in my mind that you had a guest coming in this week, and then I just realized that I totally did make that up in my mind. So are you on your uh, okay on your own this week? And I was like, sure, <laughs> no problem. I, that's okay. You can go have your plans. And then on my way over to the studio, I'm like looking at Instagram while I'm walking and like a jerk. Don't do that. And Dave is like sitting at a bar drinking. He's got two beers in front of him and his March Madness bracket. So his like hot plans are that he's sitting at some bar drinking beer and watching basketball. So Dave, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I will fire Dave. Maybe, maybe I will. No, I'm probably not gonna fire Dave. Um, Anyway, it's okay that I that he's not here today. Um, we actually this actually kind of worked out well because um, I'm gonna do a grab bag episode because as you guys know, I feel somehow better about doing grab bag episodes when I'm on my own. I know it's not really rational, but that's okay. I don't really need to be rational because it's my show. Um, and I'm gonna because we're in March and it's La Mob. I'm gonna do it. All of the grab bag questions are bed related. Um, so this is actually working out kind of well because we, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do for my La Mob wrap up for next week's episode, which will be our last one for March. Um, but because of this sort of Dave scheduling nonsense, um, I realized that doing the grab bag this week would be the perfect thing. And then next week for our wrap up, we will talk about the night sweat stuff and we'll talk about the alternative ways to make the bed that Dave was really, really excited about. And maybe... Just maybe we'll convince Dave to try his hand at making the bed. And to that end, I have a request for you, our listeners, who we love so very much. And don't tell Dave that I asked for this. We're just going to pretend like it happened organically. I would like you guys to send me either by email, joliecare, J-O-L-I-E-K-E-R-R at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at me. My Twitter handle is just at JolieCare. Um, or you could, I, I don't know, send a carrier pigeon. I'm not going to tell you where I live because that would be creepy and weird. Um, but I want you to tell me why you think that Dave should start making his bed. And this is inspired by um, 
one of our listeners, who's also one of our premium subscribers, who sent me an email today. Um, she, there are some there are some little treats in that email that I'm not going to spoil because I'm going to share them next week as, as part of our whole Lamob wrap up. Um, but as we were emailing back and forth, she said to me, um, so I'm paraphrasing because I'll read the actual email on air when Dave is back here, but I'm paraphrasing. What she said was, Dave is really great, but he should be making his bed. Um, because life is too short to go home with a dude and be confronted with his messy, unmade, dirty sheets. And I thought that was really funny. So uh, with that, I'm putting out a, a, a call to action for all of you to send me your reasons why you think Dave should make the bed and get creative, get creative. Um, I'm trying to think if maybe, maybe we'll do some kind of give prize or something for the winner. Hmm. I'll think about that. How about a phone call? I'll talk on the phone with the winner if you guys want that. Do you want that? That might be lame. All right. Speaking of things that you might want, uh, I want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash Person to check out all the packages we're offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like us to consider making available. This week we have one new patron to thank, so a big, big thank you to Jessica Landers. Um, Also, speaking of sponsors, we um, have, as you guys know, our very first Ask a Clean Person, the podcast corporate sponsor, and we have been absolutely thrilled to be partnering with Sattva Mattress in this Our Bed Making Month. Sattva's affordable luxury mattresses deliver great sleep with their eco-friendly construction, full-service delivery, and a 120-night home trial. To learn more about them, check out their website at sattvamattress.com. That's S-A-A-T-V-A mattress.com. And I hope your Lamob is going very well. Uh, I've heard from a number of you, mostly on Twitter. I love it when you guys tweet your photo, the photos of your made beds at me. And get really excited about it. If any of you are buying new sheet sets, please tell me about them. I will get excited with you. Um, I actually just got some new sheets. Well, they're not they're not new. I just opened them. I had had a sheet set um, that I hadn't yet opened, and I did this week, and I was really excited about it. I, I retired an old set that had that had worn out its time on this earth, and I replaced it with a new sheet set, and that felt great. Um, so I'm having a great Lamob. Um, you know who is not having the greatest Lamob? Is Allison. Ms. Allison writes with the following question for me. She says, Hi, Jolie. I love your podcast and blog. Who knew home care could be so fun? Anyways, the reason for my email is I have a silver dollar-sized black ink stain from a felt-tip paper mate pen on my stark white quilt. When I first discovered the stain, my initial reaction was to reactivate it with water. Dumb. So I have a little purplish trail running down the quilt. The middle of the stain, where the pen was bleeding, is pretty dark, and I've tried hairspray with little luck. Is the quilt beyond repair? How can I continue to lamob if I don't have a quilt on my bed? Please help. Allison. All right. Help is here. Help is here. Help is here. Uh, Do not worry. We can definitely save this one. Um, all right, so we, we have to talk 
generally about ink stains. Um, and there, there are two important things to remember when it comes to ink stains. The first and most important thing is that when you have a fresh ink stain, you do not want to add water of li- or liquid of any sort because what is going to happen is the liquid is going to flood the ink and cause the stain to spread and become bigger. So when you have a fresh ink stain, what you want to do first is you want to blot it with a dry rag or paper towels um, and, and absorb up as much of the still liquid ink as you can. Then you want to start applying a cleaner that will remove ink stains. But when you do it, you, don't, you still need to be careful not to flood the stain with the ink because, or with the cleaner, because even if it has dried, when you add a whole bunch of liquid back to it, it's going to re-liquefy the ink and cause it to spread. Um, so the technique becomes very important when you talk about applying a stain remover to an ink stain specifically. And when, when I say the technique is important, basically what I mean is you want to put the, the cleaning agent onto a rag or a paper towel or a sponge, and then you want to dab at the stain. You do not want to introduce liquid directly onto an ink stain. The liquid you do want to use for cleaning is rubbing alcohol. And you guys have probably heard me say that before. I want you to always remember, don't flood an ink stain. And when you're confronted with one, reach for the rubbing alcohol, which actually goes back to something that was mentioned in that letter, which is the use of hairspray. Hairspray is one of those kind of like life hack type things that you hear about for treating ink stains. And I want to caution you away from it. And I want to caution you away from it for two reasons. The first is that adding hairspray on to any kind of fabric means that then you have to remove hairspray. So it's sticky and it's quite stiff and it's not great for fabric. So generally speaking, it's not a really great thing to be putting onto your fabrics. The other reason is that modern formulas of hairspray are not actually really going to work all that well for removing ink stains. And here's the reason why. And this is the explanation for why people sort of think of this as one of those like life hacky type things. Old formulas of hairspray had a, a quite a high concentration of alcohol in them. That's why this sort of life hack of using hairspray for ink stains persists because it used to be that you could use the high alcohol content in things like hairspray in place of using actual rubbing alcohol if you didn't have it on hand. But these days, the formulas for hairspray rarely have alcohol. It's so drying and there are better chemicals and, and fixatives and so on and so forth. Um, and so most new formulas of hairspray don't have the, the um alcohol in it and then and they just won't work at all and that's why it, that's why it didn't work in this case for Allison. However, what does have a hugely high concentration of alcohol in it without actually being rubbing alcohol is hand sanitizer. So, when you hear people say, "Oh, use hairspray for ink stains," you are going to say, "No, no, 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 that's outmoded information." Those formulas no longer contain a high concentration of alcohol and therefore they will be useless on an ink stain. And what you should say instead is reach for the hand sanitizer because hand sand will work quite well. 
However, in this particular case, I think just using the straight rubbing alcohol is going to be the most effective way to deal with this stain. I would apply it to a rag or a paper towel and then dab, dab, dab at the stain. It's going to take some patience because it sounds like this is a pretty major ink stain, but it will come out. Um, the other thing that I want to mention um, in terms of products specifically for quilts um, is a company named Angleside Products. And they make two different products that I want to talk about. The first is called Restoration. The second is called Quilt Wash. And Restoration is a product that we're going to talk about when we get more into wedding season because it's particularly excellent at restoring vintage and antique textiles like linens, like laces. And it's a product that I've recommended to a number of brides-to-be who are wearing vintage wedding dresses that have gone a little yellow or that have some mystery stains on them. Um, everyone I've recommended it to has come back with rave reviews. I'll share some of those once we get into wedding season and we start to talk about wedding topics. Um, but I want to I mention um, that I've had sort of real life or IRL, as Dave loves it when I say, IRL field testing done with this product and it has been met with rave reviews. So restoration is a great one. Um, Restoration will remove coffee, tea, blood, grape juice, and ketchup stains, among others. Those are ones that were listed on their site. I think it will also likely work on that ink stain. And so what I would do if I were in Allison's shoes is I would start with the rubbing alcohol. I think the rubbing alcohol is going to significantly lighten the stain. I'm not convinced it's going to take it entirely out, though, because it does sound like such a significant stain. So I would start with the rubbing alcohol, I would lighten the stain, and then I would use the restoration on the whole quilt. And I bet that's going to do it. Um, but I also want to talk about the quilt wash because I think it's well worth knowing for those of you who have um, you know, antique or heirloom quilts, which many of us do. I have one. Um, and I, you know, I know a lot of people have, have sort of sentimental quilts that you know, their grandmother or great-grandmother made, made for them. Um, a lot of people collect quilts. Um, so you should know about Quilt Wash. Um, you can find both of those products on the Angleside website, which is anglesideproducts.com. That's E-N-G-L-E-S-I-D-E products.com, Angleside Products. Um, quilt Wash is a great thing. Quilt Wash will, um, it's very, it's quite gentle. It will help to reverse yellowing that is caused with age, it will it will take out mystery spots, which oftentimes quilts have sort of older, more sudden mystery stains that you don't know the provenance of. Um, so those are quite good. You should know about those. All right, let's move on to our next question, which is from Lizzie. I should also say Lizzie is a friend of mine. Um, so Lizzie emails me and she says, I spilled a cup of tea in bed and it got all over my feather bed mattress topper. Of course, I seem to have pulled the tag off. Any sense of whether I can wash it or am I better off dry cleaning it? So uh, first of all, yeah, I definitely have a sense. You can can pretty much always wash um, a feather bed mattress topper. The one issue with them is, is that if you have a home washing machine, it might not be big enough to handle an oversized bulky item like a a feather bed mattress topper. Um, If that's the case, go to a laundromat. 
it's not look laundry mats aren't ideal i have to do all of my laundry in a laundromat um and of course if i didn't have to i wouldn't but in the case of oversized items oftentimes it is useful to think beyond your own home washer um and you know once or twice a year when you have big bulky items just go to the laundromat and take advantage of the fact that they have the huge oversized machines that are equal to like four loads of a regular home machine um so what I had suggested to her first, however, before we even got into the washing, was um, I suggested that she spot treat the stain. When it comes to oversized items, if the stains are small enough for you to spot treat them, so say if they're if they're sort of like less than, oh, I don't know, like a, I don't know, what, a foot by a foot stain, if it's smaller than that, spot treat it. Um, it's just so much easier to not have to like take the whole thing off the bed and drag it to the laundromat and wrestle it into the machine and all that kind of stuff. So spot treating um, should always sort of be your your first stop when you're talking about oversized items. But when I suggested that, she was like, uh, I pretty much doused the whole thing. I think this is like well beyond spot treating. And I was like, okay, yeah, just go to the laundromat with that thing. Um, so that's a little bit of a note on form. Now we get to talk about a new stain type. Not new because I've talked about it before, but not that often, oddly enough. Um, We have to talk about the tannin stain. I also, as a sidebar, have had O-tannin bomb stuck in my head all day, which I have been singing O-tannin stain to the tune of uh, because I'm a big dork. Now now you all have it stuck in your head too. Sorry about that. Um, Okay, so tannin stains. Tannin stains are actually kind of fun. Well, they're not fun because they're tricky, but they're fun because of what makes them. So our common tannin stains are coffee, tea, red wine, and fruit juices. Um, They are particularly tricky stain types, uh, as anyone who's gotten, you know, a coffee stain on their shirt knows. Just like with the ink stains, when you get a fresh tannin stain, the first thing you should do is to blot as much of it up using a dry rag or paper towels. Um, Again, if you immediately flush it with water, it's just going to cause it to spread and become bigger. So immediately blot up as much as you can. Um, and then if it's, a, if it's a stain that's happened in a small enough area and, it, and it's something that you could easily pick up and move, um, hold the item taut under cold running water and just flush it through. Um, and just see that may push out a lot of the stain which then can be treated um, either with, uh, you know, like a mild detergent like dish soap or liquid laundry detergent. Um, rubbing alcohol would also work. One thing not to ever use on tannin stains is soap. And at some point down the line, I think we have to do a whole show specifically about tannin stains so that I can talk more in depth about the difference between soap and detergent. But basically... For our purposes here today, what you need to know about the difference between detergent and soap is that detergent is generally synthetic and soap is generally natural. It's made out of fats. Um, So you don't want to be reaching for the bar of ivory soap for this operation. Not that I really think you would, but it's kind of an important enough thing that I've got to say it to you. Um, And I will and I will earmark uh, a future show dedicated entirely to tannin stains because they're kind of fascinating, actually. Um, and they get in all kinds of things, which is less fascinating. Um, when it comes to set-in 
tannin stains. So the ones that you haven't gotten to right away. Uh, wine away is a great one. You have heard me talk about wine away a ton. We always make the same like wine away joke. Um, but we love wine away. Um, and wine away is excellent on not just wine, but all other kinds of tannin stains. So that would be a go-to for that. Um, oh, one last note. Um, I put my, I put my notes a little bit out of order for this one. Um, when I mentioned earlier about washing oversized items at the laundromat, I know you guys have heard me say this, but just so I'm being extremely thorough. Um, when it comes time to put those big oversized items into the dryer, uh, do put them into the dryer with either um, you know, a tennis ball or some dryer balls or some, something that can move around in there, um, which will help to fluff and redistribute the stuffing. And it will also, almost even more importantly, it will help to... Um, keep the airflow moving around. A lot of times what happens with bulky items in the dryer is they kind of fold on themselves and the and the center doesn't really get dry. But the tennis balls or dryer balls will help to keep the whole piece moving um, in such a way that the that the air can hit all all parts of it and get it thoroughly dry. Uh, so that is that's my last tip on washing oversized items. Um, I think Lizzie's gonna be okay. Well I know Lizzie and she is okay. Um, so I'm not going to worry too much about that. Uh, and this is a good time for me to take a quick break. I will be right back with some more potpourri, Le mob potpourri, the best kind of potpourri in all of the world. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. Dave has abandoned me. But that's all right. I don't need Dave. Actually, I really don't need Dave because we just, when we went um, to take our break, we looked at the timestamps, um, which is like a little game that we always play, Dave likes to play, that we like to look at the timestamps. He likes to guess how long each segment went for. Uh, he has never been right. And so Tim, our engineer, was like, do you want to guess? And I was like, no, I don't. That's Dave's game. Um, and he told me, and I, was ex- I had exactly hit the 20-minute mark. So I, tr- I try to keep each segment... 20 minutes um and i and i almost never succeed because dave is here interrupting me um but without him i'm perfect that's the answer um all right let's poor dave poor dave why am i saying poor dave dave's fine um all right let's move on to some more questions oh this is a good one dave's gonna be mad he missed this i bet he's not having nearly as much fun sitting at a bar with his March Madness bracket, as he would be sitting here listening to Joseph's question. Joseph writes, hi, Jolie. I was putting clean sheets on my bed this evening because I'm trying to be a clean person and notice that there is a gross yellowish stain on my wall, presumably from my head touching it while I sleep at night. I tend to be pretty warm, read sweaty at night, so this doesn't shock me, but I guess I had just never noticed it. Help! What, if anything, can I do to get that stain off? I'd very much like to get every penny possible back on my deposit from a notoriously nitpicky landlord. Thanks. Sweaty in South Houston. 
Um, all right. I like that. And, you know, we had talked about this. I can't remember if it was – well, it wasn't last week because my parents were here last week. So it wasn't the week before. Um, we were talking about the dusty headboard, and I said that he- upholstered headboards will quite often develop a dark spot in the place where your head is, like when you're sitting up and leaning against it, um, you know, like if you're sitting up in bed at night watching TV – And the same thing will happen if you don't have a headboard and you're leaning against the wall. The wall is going to bear the brunt of that, like, head grime that you create. So, right, it's like dead skin and oil from your hair and hair products and your, like, natural filth that you admit kind of thing. So that's what all that is. Super, 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 super easy fix, right? So there are a couple of different things um, that Joseph can do to to essentially wash the walls. The, the first is to like literally wash the wall. And I, I am a proponent of washing the walls. It's oddly satisfying. It's hard work. I mean, it's not for what Joseph needs to do. It's not going to be hard because it's just like a little section. But like I've like done a full thorough from ceiling to floor washing of my walls. And I have like poured sweat while doing it. Um, so if you'd like a really good cardio and shoulder workout wash the walls um okay so here are the here are the two things i think that joseph should try when it comes to washing the walls and i have to say oh as always you want to spot test this in an inconspicuous place in the wall like so you know down near the baseboards where people aren't going to see it just to make sure that the product that you're using isn't going to damage whatever finish you have on the wall whether that's paint or whether that's wallpaper or whether that's I don't even know what else you people could have on your walls but I bet you're going to tell me um so always always test first um and there are two great things to use. The first is just diluted dish soap. So the the great thing about diluted dish soap is that it's especially good on grease, right? Because your dish soap has to be good on grease to clean your dishes. And the stuff that's basically on your wall is is a little bit of that sort of like oily film that you excrete from your head. Uh, so dish soap is quite good. The other thing that's really, really, really good and some people won't like that, and that's okay. You don't have to use it if you don't like it. Just stick with the dish soap. But a thing that is really particularly great for washing walls and the type of stuff that generally befouls a wall is diluted ammonia. Uh, and longtime readers and, and listeners will know that I love, love, love ammonia. I'm so obsessed with it. In fact, I had a call today with um, one of the writers at the Sweet Home who's working on a guide. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Uh, cause it, you know, it hasn't come out yet, so that's not fair. Um, but you, I'm pretty excited about this guide that they're working on. It's, I'll give you a little hint. The guide is to a product that I hate. And so it was really fun to get on the phone with this writer from the sweet home who wanted to talk to me as a, as an expert, as he tries to figure out what the, the best in this product category is, um, and I warned him. I was like, I'm going to warn you. I, I hate this. I hate this thing that you're researching. Uh, but if you still want to talk to me, I'm game. Happy to share my opinion. And he was like, I want to hear everything about what you hate about this, this mystery thing. Um, and so when we were on the phone, 
we we got to talking about different cleaning solutions and I brought up ammonia and he was like, I love ammonia. And I was like, oh my God, me too. And we totally bonded over how much we love ammonia and it was really exciting. And I just was happy that I have like an ammonia kindred spirit out there in the world. And of course, if I am going to have such a thing, of course, he's going to work at the sweet home. Of course, of course. So anyway, I love ammonia. Here's how you use it. And here are the things you need to know about it. First of all, a little bit goes a long way. For this purpose, Joseph, you are only going to need, like, I'm not even kidding, like two tablespoons of ammonia diluted in like four cups of water. You could use one of those four cup measuring cups, dump in the, well, fill it with, actually, the ammonia thing is important. You have, you want to add the ammonia to the water and not the other way around because you don't want to have the water go in and like splash the ammonia up. Um, you should also know this about ammonia. It's a little bit fumey. So you want to work in a well-ventilated area, which basically means open the window and like don't stick your nose right into the solution. Your lungs will not be happy with you. You probably get wicked high, though. Um, you want to wear gloves because it is on the on the harsher side of the chemical family. Um, so you don't necessarily want to be like dipping your hands right in it. You must never, ever, ever mix it with bleach. Bleach plus ammonia equals mustard gas and you might kill yourself with that and I don't want you to kill yourself with that I want you to to stick around for a long long time so that you can clean things and make messes and come to me and say help and keep me in work because if you all died then I would not have a job that would be terrible so anyway I love ammonia Um, I love when I'm washing walls the tool that I really strongly prefer is a rag. I think that a washcloth sized rag is absolutely perfect for this operation. Uh, A tea towel sized rag is also quite good. Uh, Anything bigger than that and you're going to have kind of a drippy, awkward, weird mess. But I like the rags more than I like using sponges because I find that you can cover more area faster. Um, So I quite like that. So Joseph, that's what I want you to do. I want you to mix up a little bit of ammonia solution. I want you to Put some gloves on. I want you to open some windows. I want you to be aware that no bleach product should be near you and your ammonia solution. And I want you to get a rag. I want you to dip it in the solution. I want you to scrub at the wall and let it dry and you should be A-OK. If, however, you do all that and you're not A-OK, then we go to the nuclear option, which is the magic eraser. Or you could just start with that because it's not really the nuclear option. That's perfectly fine, too. So um, if you guys listen to the, um, the episode that we did in early February, right around the Super Bowl time, you heard me rant and rave about the Mr. Clean Super Bowl ad that I hated so much. Um, and you heard me say this thing, that you should all buy generic magic erasers. There's no need to be paying the premium for uh, the Mr. Clean brand magic erasers. You can buy the generic ones. Here in New York, the um, the Dwayne Reed is our uh, local drugstore. It's a, it's like well, it's Walgreens. Well, it is Walgreens, um, and they have a house brand. I think it's called I think it's called Nice, or maybe that's the Target brand. I can't remember. Anyway, um, the, they make magic erasers, and they're perfectly fine. So buy generic, save yourself a few pennies. Um, and Joseph, you are going to be a okay. I am also not going to worry about you. Um, we have a last question. I'm not worried about Sarah Elizabeth, but maybe a little bit, because this, this is a tricky one. Um, okay, so Sarah Elizabeth writes to me, and she says, 
I live in a studio apartment with a cat. It is 400 square feet. One of the issues I'm having with keeping the place clean is that it kind of feels like I need to move things, the couch, the bed, the dresser, in order to really get behind them and clean the floors and eliminate dust bunnies. However, my apartment is small enough that this is a giant pain in the ass. Moving my little table out of the eating nook, she writes in parentheses, quote, dining room, end quote, is a pain in the ass. And yet it feels like that's the only way to get the floor really clean and not just clean around the legs of the table and chairs. Also, under the bed storage just seems like a way to collect and breed dust bunnies. I would really love some studio apartment slash small living tips. My whole life, my sewing, my painting, my clothes, my cat, my viola, my books is in this tiny apartment. I love it and want to make it feel and look clean, tidy, and nice. I feel like the dust bunnies clinging to the bed frame legs don't help with that goal. No, they do not. And I also really feel this because I also live in a very, very small apartment. It's it's basically just about the size of Sarah Elizabeth's apartment. Um, it's not a full studio. It's called a junior one-bedroom because there is um, an, an archway between the bedroom and the kitchen slash a dining nook. I do have a dining nook, which is both my dining nook and my office. Um, so I do have some separation, but it's a very small apartment, and I do love it, and I and I am very, very proud of it, even though it's tiny. Um, and, you know, it, probably most other people wouldn't be proud of it, but I am, and that's all that matters because it's my home. So this is a thing that I really live, and I, and I do have some some thoughts. Um, and most of what I'm going to share is stuff that's worked for me. And I understand that it's not going to work for everyone. And I don't want anyone to feel pressure to do the things or make the choices that I've made. I just want to share them. Um, so before I get into all of that, though, let me give you some uh, some sort of general small living tips. And also, let me let me put on another another call just to gauge interest. Um, if people are interested in small living solutions. I would love to hear from you to let me know what it is that you're looking for. I have um, a friend who actually I think I may be seeing this weekend um, who is a professional organizer and she's the most wonderful. I've had her on the show before. She and her daughter own a company here in New York called Done and Done Home. Um, And I've had both of them, Kate and Anne, um, on the show very early on. I think it was like and maybe one of the first 10 episodes I did. It's just so funny to think about. Um, but I, I would love to have Anne come back and talk about maximizing small spaces because they really are super, super experts at it. And they also live it because they live here in Manhattan um, in, you know, in small spaces, as most of us do. Uh, so if that's something that's of interest to you guys, please let me know. And I will let Anne know and book her as a guest. Um, in the meantime, here are some sort of general tips. The first, the, you'll hear this from literally every professional organizer, from any, from decorators, from small space experts, all of those kinds of people will always say, use your vertical space. So put shelves up. Find ways to extend vertical storage all the way up. Keeping things off the floor will help to keep things much, much cleaner than using your floor space for storage. Um, another, another sort of general tip um, is, to, is to downsize where possible. So 
if you find that you have duplicates of things and it's easy to make a choice to keep the better of the two, go ahead and do that. The less stuff you have, the easier it will be to keep your home clean. And also probably the better you'll feel because what you'll end up with is all of the best of what you have. Um, that can be very difficult. And, and I know that in part because I, I live it and I, and I live it on the regular where I'm constantly looking at what I have um, and thinking about things that I can eliminate. For instance, I just got a new set of a small, a small set of four um, of dishes and mugs that I like, love, love, love. I'm so obsessed with them. They have ferns on them, which people who sort of follow me, like my sort of follow my my personal Jolie stuff will know that I'm obsessed with ferns. Um, but before I brought them into the house, I, I took a look at everything that I have and I thought about what could go. And I got rid of um, another set of plates that were just, you know, they, they were old. I used them and they had served me well and it was time to go because I was getting something better. Um, so that's, that's another thing to think about. Um, okay, now I'm going to, now I'm going to get into some stuff that's worked for me. And I know this is going to be, well, this is going to be one of those things that you guys are just going to be really annoyed with me. That's okay. I'll, I'll suffer. Um, as you guys know, I try to live my life according to the philosophy of all of the Real Housewives. I even have an ongoing Google doc document that's called something like the personal philosophy of the housewives in which I keep little quotes that they have uttered over the, over the, the seasons um, that I particularly like. And one of the ones that I particularly like is from Dina Manzo. who's one of my ride or die housewives. Um, I interviewed her last month when I was in LA and it was like a dream to meet her. And I loved her even more than I already did, which was uh, great because I was worried that I was going to hate her. Like, you know how you're not supposed to meet your heroes. Um, so I was like nervous because I didn't, I didn't want to be disappointed. And uh, I was not disappointed. I was like thrilled because she was so, so nice. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the lines that are in that Google document come from Dina. Cause I like basically just want to be Dina. I want to skin her and wear her like last year's Versace. Um, so, but here's a, here's a tiny little snippet from season one of Real Housewives of New Jersey that Dina Manzo said that has stuck with me since, oh, what, 2008 when that show premiered, I think, 2009. And here's what it is. She, she was helping her daughter, who was quite young at the time, clean out under her bed. Her daughter had like all of these stuffed animals and she was like starting to get into, into her teenage years and was like, you know, wanted to be a grown up. And so she was ready to get rid of all of her stuffed animals. And they were cleaning out under the bed. And it was like a clown car of stuffed animals that were coming out. And Dina was laughing. And she was like, Oh, my God, she was like, you're like a hoarder. Um, and she was like, Lex, it's so it's really bad for you to have all of this stuff under here. Having anything under your bed is bad feng shui. And for some reason, that just like hit me in some in some deep place. And it's and it stuck with me. And so last year. So now that was like, OK, let's say it's 2009. So last year was 2016. So for <laughs> for seven years, I sat on this pearl of wisdom from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And finally, last year, I was like, this is the year I'm getting everything out from under my bed. And I made that a goal. 
So I went under my bed. I took out everything that was in there in their storage boxes and so on. I went through every single one and I thought, am I really using this? Do I need this? When was the last time I opened this box? And the, and the reality was that no, I didn't really need it. But what I did need was I needed a reason to get rid of it. And just having that reason that I had made a goal to clear out under my bed was reason enough for me. And that then I was able to part with stuff that I've been holding on to, like, you know, like my, my, my crew t-shirts from high school, right? And they do have sentimental value. And I, and I do remember, you know, winning my first rival crew shirt and what a big moment that was and, I, and how important crew was for me and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is having the t-shirts or not having the t-shirts doesn't take away the memory. Holding on to them because they're sentimental doesn't mean that I'm, that's the only way I keep the memory. Of course, I still have the memory. I just told you all about it, right? Um, so that really helped me. So there, now there are, there are only two things that are under my bed basically by necessity. One is my very, very tall ladder because I'm very short. I need to have a ta- very tall ladder. Um, and then there's just truly no other place to put it. Um, and then my toolbox, because the only other place that I could store my toolbox is in a place where it would be dangerous for me to access it as much as I need to, because I do need to get into my toolbox fairly, fairly often, as you might imagine. Um, so anyway, those two things, I promise I'm really going somewhere with this story about what's under my bed. So because I only have those two things under my bed, it means that it's very, very easy for me to get them out and to send my robot vacuum under my bed once a week to vacuum under there, which I'm obsessed about because, well, one, because I'm me. Um, but two, because you guys have heard me talk a lot lately about my allergy situation. And I don't want to be sleeping on top of dust bunnies because of my allergy thing. Um, so I tell you all of that to tell you this. Not that you need to make the same choice that I made in terms of not having stuff under your bed or having very minimal stuff under your bed. But to consolidate consolidate your storage so that you have fewer larger bins, which make it easier to slide them out and vacuum underneath. And you don't necessarily need a robot vacuum for this operation. I just happen to have one because the iRobot people sent me one after I wrote my farewell post to Deadspin about the Roomba that vacuumed the house with the dog shit. Um, so that's why I have one. You guys don't need one. You can, you know, you can just get under there. Um, you know, if you have a, an upright, you can probably get under there well enough. It's much easier with a canister. Um, very easy with a stick, which is what I have too. Um, so that's that would be what I would I would suggest in terms of managing the underbed situation and the and the dust bunnies and so on. Oh, also, you don't need to be vacuuming under there once a week. I'm just a crazy person. Sorry. That's like once a month, once a quarter is fine. That's for normal people. I'm just not a normal person. Um, OK, one other thing to mention about the robots um, is that there are very inexpensive robot vacuums. They're probably not super, super great. But if you're only using them for like sending them under the bed for dust bunnies, um, then that might be something you want to look into. Um, one other thing about robots, and we have to have a whole, a whole episode about this, um, is that the iRobot people make a robot mop that's called the Brava, B-R-A-A-V-A. 
That's real. That's that's really really good. I have a disclosure. They sent it to me for free. Um, I have it. I love it. I do use it. I recommend it. Um, mostly. Excuse me. I'm belching at you guys. Um, I recommend it for for two reasons. One, it's incredibly easy to use. You just literally hit a button and it cleans the floors, and that's awesome. Um, but also the price point is right for what it is. It's $299. I think it's a great thing. Um, I think it's something that Sarah Elizabeth might want to consider for her space. I use mine all the time in my tiny apartment and it really, it really is a great product. I love it. It does not clean as well as Hansies and Neezies, but that's also okay because you don't need to be down on your Hansies and Neezies. Um, another vacuum recommendation from my life is, and you guys, I know you've heard me talk about this one too, is I do love the Dyson stick vacuum for a small apartment. The fact that it has that wall mount that you can just hang it up. Mine hangs on the wall behind my bathroom door. So like you don't even see it. It's, you know, it's really tucked out of the way. It's so easy for me to grab. I vacuum almost every day because it's the easiest thing in the world for me to just grab the vacuum and zip around and do it. I think that's a really great product for a small apartment. Certainly, they're very pricey. Buy the refurbished ones if you if you don't have the money to lay out for a brand new one. The refurbished ones are great. They're they're ba- basically as good as new. Um, I really really highly recommend that. One last thing before we wrap all of this up to mention to Sarah Elizabeth, which is she she talked about the the furniture being difficult to move, and I also feel that because my um, my dining nook slash office um where i do all my work so you know i mean i'm basically sitting there for i don't know five six seven eight hours a day um my the table is quite heavy to move and and i'm and i have a bad back and it's kind of a whole thing um what i suggested for sarah elizabeth um is that she get some of those furniture movers they're those little things that you slide under the feet um of like a table or a couch or a bed um, that let you slide. They're like gliders almost like they let you glide it out. So I think that that's going to make a big difference for her in terms of the, the ease of moving the furniture out to get, to get to it to clean. Um, For me, for my bed specifically, my bed or my bed is just on caster. So it just rolls out, which is great. Um, However, I learned the hard way. (laughs) Don't, be, don't put your bed if it's on if that's on casters. Don't put it on a floor that's slanted um, on a downward slant. I had to I had to rearrange the orientation of my bedroom like a week into living in my apartment because my, I woke up one day and my bed had like rolled into the middle of the room. So don't put it on a downhill. Put it on an uphill um, if you have uneven floors. But yeah, those those furniture movers and casters are great great things. Um, to to use in a small space and on that note that'll do it for this episode of ask a clean person the podcast sponsored by satva mattress thank you so much satva speaking speaking of beds thank you so much satva we have really loved partnering with you during this our bed making month if you guys like what you heard today please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards we're offering to our listeners 
We would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this queer little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 